The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Hi, this is Alexis Rodriguez with the Real Estate Moguls Podcast, and I'm joined today by Anya Riftis, real estate broker with Jameson Sotheby's International Realty. Hey, Anya, how are you? I'm great, Alexis. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. You look amazing as always. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. And why don't we start with where you're from? Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, a little bit about me. Um, so I came to the States from Ukraine um, back in 89. Um, it was an interesting process. And, you know, back in the day, we, we went through, you know, Italy and waited for papers and all that fun jazz. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has, you know, this lovely story. Um, and we came to Chicago. Uh, we started out um, over by the Devon area and uh, eventually moved out to the Northwest Burbs where I actually spent most of my childhood, uh, early adulthood. Um, and then I eventually made my way back into the city. I just kept calling my name and calling my name, and I just <laughs> yeah. had to come back. I know. I don't blame you. It's a very alluring city. Uh, well, how did you get into real estate? So uh, back, um, actually, since I was about 18 years old, um, I started in the mortgage world. Um, I started as um, as an assistant. I helped out with pre-closing, post-closing. Um, I was a processor. Then I became a head processor. And eventually, I became a partner um, of our own firm out in Rosemont. Um, and that was all fine and dandy up until, you know, 2008 crash, which mm. took a lot of people out. Um, right. You know, and, and from there on out, I just, um, you know, I worked a lot of sales and, and event management type of jobs, um, sales management, and worked and ended up working at uh, making construction um, for the uh, president and uh, senior vice president of the company. And, you know, it was wonderful. I worked in the projects like the Hayden out in the West Loop and, you know, did a lot of community meetings and met with the aldermen. Um, but it still wasn't exactly where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I needed to spread my wings and fly a little bit more. Um, and I decided that real estate was a passion. Um, I decided that that is something that I really wanted to do. I wanted the you know, and we always say being in real estate gives you freedom and flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be realistic. It really doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, we are we are 100 percent our own bosses. We make our own schedule. Yes, this is very true. But in order to succeed and in order to grow, you have to put in, you know, 200 percent at a time um, to grow that business to have the freedom and flexibility and the ability to move around as you wish. Um, and so I've just been, you know, working at it, but that was that was a goal of mine. I didn't want to sit in an office. Um, I wanted to be my own boss, and here I am. I love am. that. I love that. Well, you mentioned that, you know, you were working with aldermen and you were doing this other type of work, and you realized that it wasn't for you and that real estate was your passion. What about real estate? Like, what was it that kind of drew you back? Well, I should probably clarify. It's not that, you know, meeting with aldermen or doing community meetings wasn't part of that. Like, I love the development aspect of things. Mm -hmm. um, I love 
uh, being part of the process, picking, mm-hmm. you know, as simple as picking out finishes, talking mm-hmm. to architects. Um, right. It wasn't that. It was more about being in control and being my own boss is really what it was with the real estate world. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that I understood the financial aspect of it, the mortgage side of things. Right. Um, so I always like to uh, educate my, my clients as best as I can. But also, you know, being... For me, being a realtor is, it's not just, you know, opening a door. It's creating, it's allowing someone to create a home within a house. Right. It's the ability to find, you know, to help them find that place that they could raise their kids in, um, that they could have parties in and entertain. It is... You know, it is a place where they can grow as individuals, whether it's an investment property, whether, you know, is there, it's their first time purchase. Um, all of those are super exciting. It's just when you walk into a home with, with your client and you see their eyes start to sparkle, yeah. you know, and that little smile come out and you're like, this, yes. this, this we, we've, we've hit the, we found the right one. We've hit right. the jackpot here. Right. I can imagine that's an incredible feeling because somebody's home is such an important part of their story, right? Like to your point, you, know, you have your kids, that's the home they grow up in. Um, so with that in mind and, and, you know, seeing that sparkle, what do you feel you bring to your clients that is unique to you, you know, and, and helping them find that sparkle? You know, I love having that, um, for one personal relationship, I think Mm -hmm. it's really important, you know, um, as a realtor, it's really important to connect with your clients. It's, it's vital to understand where they're coming from and not just the, what they want, but really the why, the why behind it is super important. And it's almost, you know, it opens up as a realtor. I see the different personalities come out in people. You know, mm-hmm. I play the the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I play the, you know, the the couple's, you know, uh, judge, if you will. Well, what's really important to you? Right. And what's important to you? And, you know, putting that list together. And, you know, being that, that person to really guide, really to explain, really to um, just be their rock and, and be there every step of the way. That's amazing. Since you've been working in real estate for a while now um, and being on the mortgage side of it, over the years, what have you seen has been the biggest, I guess, shift in how people approach the home buying process? Or do you think there's something that's always kind of remained the same throughout the years? You know, that that's a tough question. Um, I think that in a sense, home buying has been about the same throughout the years as far as, you know, people's excitement or their right. needs. You know, th- those things don't really, I feel like, don't change. I mean, family needs do, location, right. jobs, right. you know, all those, the careers, all that stuff changes. Um, but I feel like in the last few years, um, especially during the pandemic, it it really has changed how people look at homes, Mm. look at space, look at what their needs are. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that is a huge 
part of how people make a decision. Right. Um, you know, some people need more space. Some people need less. Some people realize they don't need to be, you know, in this city or they can have multiple homes in multiple cities. Mm. And so it just it really changed the dynamic of how a family looks at, at itself as a family and its family's needs. Yeah, no, that makes sense, especially during the pandemic. It it seemed the trend was, you know, so many people are drawn to the city, whether it's because their office is in the loop and they need to, you know, live downtown or just because, you know, the allure of living in the city. Like you said, you, you grew up in the burbs, but the city called you back. But once that pandemic hit and everybody was stuck at home, home, the meaning of home changed and like what people wanted. Do you think now that we're... I don't want to say <laughs> out of the pandemic because it seems like it's still a, a permanent way of being. But have you seen now that we're in 2022 and things have slowed down on the on the virus and that that's shifting again? Or do you think people now have just permanently changed? OK, no, I, I know I want more space now and, you know, less city life. I feel that um, being that the city is opening up and has opened up tremendously, I feel that people's needs really still haven't gone back. I feel mm. a lot of people are still working from home. A yeah. lot of people are still working out at home. So, right. you know, the treadmills and the Peloton, and, <laughs> right. you know, whatever else that they do at home. Um, I also feel that, you know, people like some, and of course, you know, there's always the one-offs, but I feel that, you know, people like the fact that they can travel and work from everywhere um, or have that backyard or, you know, sit on a beach, whatever their needs are. Right. Um, I feel like that's going to be more of a permanent change. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think it, it's... To your point, people are still working from home, right? And so they yeah. want that space. Even I know when I moved to the city, I needed, I knew I was going to be working from home and this was pre-pandemic, but I knew I needed a nice space because I was going to be there all the time. Now, what has been your, you, you mentioned earlier that you have this background in the finance side of things, working in mortgage, and you're really keen on educating your, you know, homeowners or people looking to buy What's been the biggest area that you've seen that has been a gap in education, I guess, of people looking to buy? You know, I don't know if it's really a gap. I would say more um, that people don't understand, uh, not all, but some, that knowing where your finances lie um, mm -hmm. is huge. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, and I'll say that especially first-time buyers, can be a little unrealistic about what their expectations are, mm -hmm. right? It's the, oh, well, I make X amount of money. I can afford X, Y, and Z. But in right. reality, lenders don't look at it that way, right? Mm -hmm. They look at your overall picture. They look at your debt to income ratios. They look at, you know, how your money, are you self-employed? Are you W-2? All those things are factors. And I think that um, that sort of education, especially on the first-time buyer, is vital, mm -hmm. as well as the savvy investor, you know, because when an investor buys one, two, three properties, they may be spreading themselves thin, mm -hmm. and they may think, oh, I could pick up another. But what they don't realize is your full income from, for, let's say, a rental property isn't being used. You know, there's there's limits to how much of that income property or income you can use of the rental income property. So it's just educating the buyer that you're working with um, as to what you can really expect and also 
and make sure that they're connected with the right lender that explains those de- things in detail. What do you see for Anya and, and your brand like moving forward? Like where do you want to take, I guess, your real estate empire, if you will? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to take it to the moon, but um, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, you know, realistically, um, I would see myself growing a team. Um, Mm -hmm. I would see myself growing a team, not just in the Chicago market, but also in other markets, you know, maybe Florida, you know, I have a license coming up in Florida, um, maybe even another state. I don't know. Um, you know, so far I'm starting here and Florida. Um, that's amazing. But in reality, like I would love to, besides having a team, I'd like to just be able to educate people, you know, yeah. help them grow, help them understand the ins and outs. Um, and and honestly, I'd love to be in, in the development side of things. You know, I've always find it fascinating to see something come up from nothing right. and, and, you know, make a memory and, and make an impact. And I, I feel like that's huge. Yeah, no, that's amazing. When you say development side of things, um, do you mean more along the residential development side or maybe commercial? I would say um, the residential side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to start somewhere. Right. You never know where it's going to take you. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. And you mentioned, you know, getting your license in Florida as well. What is has been your experience? I I know since you know we're friends and I follow you on social media. <laughs> I know you spent some time in Florida recently, and what have you seen any major differences in the markets between Chicago and Florida? I feel like everybody in Chicago is moving to Florida, <laughs> at least like snowboarding. <laughs> there is, I think, I feel like you're absolutely right about. I feel like half of Chicago has moved to Florida, or yeah. is there at least, like you said, snowboarding through the through the winters. Um, Chicago is a different market from Florida, and I feel that they're never going to be the same. Yeah. Florida is a crazy market. I mean, prices are skyrocketing no matter which part of Florida you're looking at. Um, every month, I feel like there's, you know, they're up 50,000, 100,000. Wow. Like they're just going up and up and up and up. Um, you know, the market there is also different price points than yeah. here, you know, so their average, and I, I can't speak in, in, in full, you know, educated detail about the Florida because I haven't studied it enough, but right. I will say from what I've seen, you know, their, you know, their two, three bedroom condos are, you know, two, you know, one to two million could be very wow. easy. It depends on the area. Right, right. You know, it depends on which part of Florida, which coast. Um, whereas Chicago, the same thing could be, you know, six to right. 800,000. So it's a, it's a different money game. It's a different market. It's a different demographic of buyers. And, I, you know, Florida market is also, because it is a coastal city, they get a lot of um, investors. Yeah. Which is not as common. I mean, Chicago does have investors, but I feel like the coast definitely has a lot more. And do you find that, you know, speaking about all these, you know, people that, you know, I've seen just from social media going down to Florida um, from Chicago, to me, that indicates this shift in mindset, right? And how people are approaching ways of life and real estate in general. Have you seen that? Um, you know, have you seen that people are changing the way they think about real estate because their work is now enabling them to work from anywhere? Um, I I would say, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and again, that goes back to the space, their needs. You know, 
are there you know do they have to be in this particular you know like if they have kids school district you know do they have to be next to uh, a major airport you know because you know if they don't have to be they can be anywhere right they can absolutely be everywhere they don't need to be in one city or another you know for instance um if someone travels a lot, but they want to be in a sunny destination, let's say Miami, they right. can easily jump on, you know, out of Miami airport and end up anywhere. It's yeah. an easy commute. Um, so I guess it really just falls back on, you know, what are those personal needs? Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. I mean, even, you know, personally, I was in Hawaii last summer and, Lucky. you know, I know first time <laughs> and I sitting there thinking, how can I get my company to let me live out here and work, you know, with a time difference, we'll talk about real estate prices. Oh those, my God. Yeah. yeah. And Hawaii is definitely insane. Um, but I know you like to travel as well. So beyond Florida, how are you thinking about real estate to enable you to travel more? You know, I haven't quite figured that out yet. (laughs) Um, You know, I was just in the Yucatan literally about two weeks ago. um, And it was interesting because we stayed in this private villa, which was absolutely amazing. Sounds amazing. It was gorgeous. (laughs) Um, And it sat right on... Um, on the beach in mm-hmm. Taberna, um, which is right outside of Merida. I hope I said that right. Um, but, you know, looking at the real estate there, I don't really like, I believe that it's all investors that really own it at that part of the, of, yeah, of the coast, you know? Um, and so it always, every time I go somewhere, you know, somewhere remote like that or, or any type of coastal city, it always makes me wonder like who really owns and what the real estate's all right. about. Um, but being in a different country, you know, there's other restrictions to right. to the real estate game. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's so much opportunity out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of opportunity, even just in Chicago um, alone. I feel like to your point earlier when you were saying a, a once two bedroom condo here versus Florida could go for like 600. My friends are always mind blown because, you know, being from the East Coast and New York City and Boston yeah. being your closest cities it's twice the price there and those half the space right for half the space um so yeah definitely a lot of opportunities um one thing that you know i was thinking as you were talking about just the and speaking of the different prices and different environments and you mentioned educating your your clients what has been one of the biggest learning curves that you find you have to overcome with your clients whether it's here whether it's you know in florida but what has that been for you um well I feel like, and I, I'm, I gotta tell you, I think every realtor is gonna tell you this right now is adjusting with the market mm-hmm. that it is. Um, being right. that right now there's you know lack of inventory. Right. It is winning a multiple bid situation. It is preparing your clients for the offer. You know things as in. Are we doing an appraisal waiver? Are we doing an as-is? You know, are we ready to take that step? Are we ready to go above ask? Right. All those things are conversations that you have to have with your clients, and they are definitely not easy conversations. Um, but it's also, you know, not pr- just preparing your clients. It's being realistic about what's going on. Right. That's so true. I have friends right now looking to buy in other cities, and that has been jarring for them, realizing, hey, I, we make good income, but that list price that is you know, on Zillow, you realistically have to... F- be competitive. So you might have to be prepared to come 60K over asking price. And it can be a big 
you know, eye-opening experience. It is, absolutely. I mean, there's people that come in and they're like, oh, well, we're, you know, I was talking to another agent uh, literally just the other day, and, you know, and he's like, I got an offer that is, I don't know, let's, I want to say it was like 70000 below ask, and it's that's just in today's market, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's still, you know, people out there that think that if it's, you know, potentially a cash deal, that they have that power, mm. and it's not, it's not the like case. not anymore, yeah. No, that's not the case at all anymore. Yeah, as we've established, times <laughs> have definitely changed. Oh, absolutely, they have. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know we're, 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 you know, almost out of time, but I did want to ask, you know, you mentioned another, you know, other agents I know you, you have a lot of friends who are agents how do you market yourself in the competitive space you know um I feel I feel like I could do a lot more but <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's really word of mouth it's referral it's social media um I feel that you know as an agent you people connect with you on different levels Mm -hmm. um, and not everybody connects with you. And I feel like, you know, that's the reality of life. So, you know, somebody may choose to work with someone else and and that's totally respectable just because they connected with somebody else on a different level that maybe you did not. So I feel like marketing is just, it's just being me. Yeah. (laughs) Just being honest, being truthful, you know, being loyal and, and educating my clients and, you know, continuing that relationship, you know, past the initial transaction. No, that's so true. I think in most industries, especially in real estate, people buy from people. So being able to have that connection and and you, I will say, have an incredible personality. Thank you. Um, You know, it's so easy to connect with you. And so, you know, out there, if you're listening to this and you are in the market, definitely, you know, contact Anya. We have a form on this website. She'll get this directly in her inbox. Please fill it out. Reach out to her. Uh, And yeah. And Anya, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us and sharing your story. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I appreciate it.